Welcome into another episode of the Five Foot Nothing, Hundred Nothing podcast. I'm your host, and I am Five Foot Nothing, a Hundred Nothing. All right, guys and gals, welcome into a winner's edition of the Five Foot Nothing, Hundred Nothing podcast. Coming off a nice forty-one to twenty-four win over number sixteen Syracuse, and we will talk about it, and maybe along the way talk a little bit about our next game against Clemson. But a full preview of that will be coming later this week. But before we get into Notre Dame Syracuse, I got to go through a little bit of college football, as I do. A little college football roundup. And I got to be honest, guys, I'm a little disappointed. I'm sad. I went to the Big Ten. I was like, "Show show me what I was doing today. And damn it, they scored 33 points. They actually scored in most of their possessions. They only punted once. But in in their defense, I guess you could say, the reason they scored 33, which is is a fair amount, I suppose. But they played Northwestern. And if you don't know, Northwestern has yet to win a football game this year in the United States of America. They have one win, which was a nail-biter against Nebraska, in Ireland, when I think it was Nebraska made like the, the longest snake cup from drinking all the beer ever. And the, the, the stadium lost internet or something and they gave away free beer for way too long. So their only win is Nebraska, Northwestern that is, and they've also lost to Duke, Southern Illinois, Miami of Ohio. So... Iowa putting up 33, only punting once. It's Northwestern. Good for you, Iowa. So I was like, oh, man, that was that was going to be like the team I pick on. But, nope, we're good. Somebody's got my back. Somebody's got five foot nothings back for this. So I'm sure Iowa, who do they even play next week? Iowa, I'm sure, will come back. They'll, they'll be the talk of next week. I'm sure of it. Oh, no, they don't play. Oh, no. Oh, yes, they do. Purdue. Ah. <laughs> Purdue's decent. I bet Iowa comes back to earth. and has like 200 yards of offense, 10 points. You know, good showing. But, no, this week there was a special team that said, you know what? I know Iowa's not doing it for you. I got you. And it was the number 10 team in the country. The Wake Forest Demon Deacons. I don't know if you guys have seen or heard this, but I'm going to go through it because this made me laugh. Again, this is the whole purpose of doing this is so you don't feel bad about all the eh, 
I'm not going to talk a lot of shit, but I'm going to talk some shit about Notre Dame's offense. So, at least it's not this, you know. So, Louisville beats Wake Forest 48-21. to But how did we get there? That's where it gets fun. First half, pretty competitive. It's a little back and forth. Scores Wake Forest 14, Louisville 13 at the half. Cool. And th- then the third quarter happened. So, let's see how I want to go. I'll just tell you the Wake Forest possessions. And then I'll tell you the score at the end of the third quarter. So, here are Wake Forest's possessions in the third quarter and how they ended. So, Wake Forest gets the ball first out of the half, winning 14-13. to They go ahead and throw a pick six. So... One possession, one turnover, pick six. Get the ball back. Uh, immediately fumble. Then they get the ball back again and fumble. Then they get the ball back again and interception. Then they get the ball back again and fumble. Then then they punt. Three plays, negative five yards, punt. Then they go ball back again and and, I mean, if you're going to start the third quarter with a pick six, it's only fitting that you end the third quarter with a pick six. And in between all of that, uh, Louisville did score some touchdowns outside of the two pick sixes. So, entering the third quarter, the score was 14-13 to Wake Forest. At the end of the third quarter, it was 41-14 to Louisville. And if you were keeping score at home, that was six turnovers for Wake Forest. And bookended the third quarter... With a pick six on each end. It's, again, be glad that that's not our offense, right? And just for good measure, Wake Forest said, you know what? We are we need to get a couple more of these turnovers before we do something. So they went ahead and fumbled through another interception before they scored their last touchdown. So... Out of, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine possessions. Eight turnovers, one punt. That's insane. Like, at what point do you, like, I can only imagine what Notre Dame Twitter and what we'd all be saying, what my podcast would sound like if Notre Dame went the first nine possessions of the second half with eight turnovers and a punt, including two pick sixes. That's that's next level. And somehow they had 400 yards of offense. <laughs> Go figure. Go figure. And it, I will say this. They were balanced. Wake Forest was very balanced um, offensively. They had uh, four fumbles and four picks. You don't get that all the time. You know, A lot of times it's, it's one or the other. They went ahead and made it real even. Sliced right down the middle. All right, so that's the uh, hilarious offense of the week that we can feel better about what we're doing. But the rest of the country, Ohio State beats Penn State 44-31. to That was weird. It was on while our game was on, but if you were keeping track of the score, you're like, oh, shoot, Penn State's winning. Oh, it's close. Look, it's in the fourth quarter. And then, and then it wasn't. Um, <laughs> and then it just wasn't. Ohio State pulled away. They win. TCU wins again. 
41-31 versus West Virginia. I don't know if TCU is really that good. It's really weird. Uh, Georgia runs over Florida. Oregon beats Cal. Here's a game that I'm going to reference for a number of reasons. Kansas State. They beat Oklahoma State. Who Oklahoma State was ranked number nine in the country. Kansas State beat them 48 to nothing. Okay. Now, again, Kansas State just lost to TCU. I don't know how good TCU is, but I don't know how good Kansas State is. But here's what I do know about this game. I don't know how good Oklahoma State is for that matter. Uh, they beat us in the Fiesta Bowl and they still got Spencer Sanders and whatnot. But I and I know. I know y'all saw it, and it'll come up again uh, throughout my podcast, but I put out a tweet regarding Drew Pine's numbers, okay? And I compared his numbers for the last three games to Caleb Williams of USC and Drake May of North Carolina on just Saturday. And I got all this, well, he's the backup. What do you expect? He's just the backup. And I'm going to talk more about that in a second. And when we get into the Notre Dame side of this podcast. But Kansas State was playing with their backup quarterback. Guys, you want to, well, Drew Pine's just a backup. What do you expect? I don't know. Kansas State just won 48 to nothing with their backup. What you got? You got nothing. Like, come on. You're talking about. Oh, you can't compare him to Drake May and Caleb Williams. Well, I see other teams doing wonderful things with their backup. What's our excuse? You know, and I, and I picked Caleb Williams and Drake May because we play North Carolina and USC. But I could have even thrown C.J. Stroud in there, who had 354 yards passing. He only had the one touchdown, but and and again, oh, it's C.J. Stroud. The drop-off shouldn't be what it is at Notre Dame. But Kansas State wins with a backup, 48 to nothing. And I already talked about the Louisville-Wake Forest. Illinois still shocking the world, but it's really easy to do when you're in the Big Ten West. There's <laughs> not a ton of competition. They beat Nebraska. Um, South Carolina made its way into the top 25 only to get bounced right back out. They lost to Missouri. Tennessee. Oh, if I could only be Tennessee's, we could be Tennessee's offense. How fun would that be? They just beat Kentucky 44 to 6. And now that Tennessee, Georgia this weekend, good night. That's going to be a game. USC still winning games, putting up crazy numbers. Although 45 37 over Arizona, Arizona's not good. I don't think. <laughs> but hey, you're scoring 45 points a game. Michigan beat Michigan State. People fought. I'm not going to talk about that part of it. Who knows? I don't know. Guy tried to touch Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker slapped him. Go to the tunnel. There's fighting. There's whatever. I don't know. Jim Harbaugh wants criminal charges pressed against the Michigan State players. Okay, buddy. I Again, I don't know the details. Don't care for either school. Whatever. Hey, A&M lost again. Ole Miss got him this time. A&M is a whopping 3-5. and five. And you want to talk about who's had a tougher year. People want to lump Notre Dame and A&M together. 
Yes, we were number five preseason. They were number six, but they look bad. Not to say we look great, but they look bad. North Carolina is still winning. Their only loss is still to your Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Hey, Stanford lost again. Too bad we couldn't beat them. All right, so that that's college football in a whole. You know, we got the. Uh, it is Tuesday, I believe it's tonight. The initial college football playoff rankings will come out, and who cares? No, I mean, I say who cares. As a college football fan, yes, we care, but we know Notre Dame isn't going to be in it. So from that regard, who cares? Will that change after this Saturday? That remains to be seen. But before we talk about this Saturday, we got to talk about this past Saturday. And before I get into the recap, we got to make the Saturdays count, right? Of course we do. Only so many Saturdays. Make them count. So I, I'm putting it out on Twitter a few days. Every few days I'm going to post something. Go to SaturdaysCount.com. Use the promo code ND. Five, the number five, ND five, SaturdaysCount.com. Get your Saturdays Count t-shirts. Get it. You can even, uh, October is officially over, but they do have uh, breast cancer or cancer awareness themed shirts as well. You can get them pink and I think it's black or it might even be like a navy blue. But again, go check out the site, SaturdaysCount.com, promo code ND five, and you get 40% off your order. That's a hell of a deal because you, you're almost getting two for one. I mean, that's not a bad deal. Uh, it's a great thing that these guys are doing because, again, the tagline is the best in college football because it's so literal. There are only so many Saturdays. you got to make them count. Put it on a shirt. Only so many Saturdays. Make them count. Wear it. Love it. Sport it. Get it in the blue and gold. Get it in the purple and orange of Clemson. I can't believe I said it. Get it in, get it in the orange and blue of uh, Syracuse. Well, you could say that once for Halloween, maybe. You know, orange and black. There you go, Halloween. Anyway, go find your favorite shirt. Buy it, wear it, give it as a gift, whatever. It's perfect. You can wear it all the time. Only so many Saturdays. Make them count. SaturdaysCount.com, promo code ND5, 40% off your offer. Go check them out. Now, we get to do the, the fun stuff where I get to rip apart some of Notre Dame's team. Let's recap Notre Dame versus Syracuse. Watch me for the changes and try to keep up. So, could we have started off any hotter? I mean, pick six, first play? Like, did Schrader even see Brandon Joseph? I submit that he did not. Because that was awesome. And maybe it's because I was dressed like a leprechaun that day. I don't know. We brought a little luck of the Irish with, with my attire. Who knows? But it was beautifully read by Joseph, terribly read by Schrader. Pick six to the house. And Isaiah Foskey, keep your helmet on. Because that was the 15-yard unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, but I get it. And I also learned this. That was Brandon Joseph's first ever pick six. 
it's kind of impressive in, in a way that's like no way that's his first one ever in his in his football life high school college whatever never had a pick six awesome for him great job and here's where the first moment of and I I hate to harp on this I really do because it's you're just watching the game and you can watch it without sound I had it with sound and I I couldn't not get away from it the announcers mostly Joe Tessitore sounded sad Every time Notre Dame did something good and when Syracuse did something bad. Like, you can just hear it. They were almost rooting for Syracuse. It's pretty bad that I noticed it after one play and it just never stopped. And and, and I'll I'll reference that as I I go through this whole thing because it was just unbelievable. I hate to harp on it because they're just the announcers. They don't impact the game in any way, shape, or form. They're supposed to be there to help you watch the game. They don't they don't make calls, you know, like missed holdings the entire game. Uh, they don't make calls like guys stepping out of bounds, stepping back in bounds, catch touchdown, still touchdown. They don't do any of that. They just talk. And we got our own problems with Jason Garrett, who is the pull your string guy, and whatever preloaded sentence is locked and loaded just gets spit out. Tessator can take a long walk off the shortest of piers. Now, you want to root for Syracuse? Be my guest. Don't do it through my television. So we get a pick six. Seven nothing. Can it get any better? I don't know. Because it was not great when uh, Syracuse got the ball back the second time. Couldn't tackle. Looked bad. And then we just literally let Aronde Gadsden, who did I or did I not say he would be a main focal point of their offense as if he was there. He is their Michael Mayer. And what do we do? As soon as we get close inside the red zone, our favorite spot to give up the most points possible, we just let him run this little post, little short post route. We took uh, outside leverage and then we went outside the outside leverage, resulting in Gadsden and Trader having a clean Line of sight to touchdown. That was that was awfully easy. If that's the coverage, I can do that. And I'm not whatever. I don't even know Gadsden's like 6'4". I mean, if you're going to cover him like that, I could do that. Sign me up. So just like that is 7'7", and I'm thinking, oh, here we go. The only reason we're even tied right now is because our offense hasn't been on the field. And... Now our defense, they actually got a drive going, and we look like crap. It's got to get better, right? Because if that's what this whole game is going to be, it's going to be a long game. You know, we were coming up. Uh, by the way, happy Halloween to everybody. Hope you had fun. I know I did. We had a, got a bunch of candy. I got to dress like a leprechaun. My son was Spider-Man. My wife was a minion. Great times. Great times. But as I was about to say, as we're coming up on Halloween, we have arguably a very scary offense and not in the good way. So the fact that the only reason we're tied is because of a pick six. Um, And we haven't seen our offense and we don't know what to expect from our offense. 
you're getting a little worried, right? We come out in the I formation. That was awesome. I don't know if anybody felt the way I did about that, but I was like, he's, he gets it. Holy crap, Tommy gets it. Do things that work with what you've got. Yeah, the I formation is like how many years old and out of date. But you know what? If it works, fucking do it. So, set up in the I formation, and we start trucking down the field. We mix in the Evans tight end sneak, which I still am waiting for a variation of that. I don't know when we'll see it. Hopefully against Clemson, because you can't just keep doing that. I mean, it's it works. I get it. But there's got to be a situation where you know you can get it with this play. Do something that gets you more than just the two yards. Just an idea. We find Colsey. Things are looking good. Man, we can't be stopped uh, until we stop ourselves. Why? Why? Why, Tommy? You come out in the I formation. You're basically saying, hey, guess what? Hi. Yeah, we can't throw the ball, so we're just going to run it. We're going to line up in run first, run second, run third offense. Forget run first and then see what happens. No. Just run, 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 run. Uh, until we should run. And we're going to we're gonna mix it up. And third and three, where you've been getting at least three yards of carry. Not to mention, should you only get the two or whatever, you've already shown the Evans tight end sneak that hasn't failed yet. But what are we going to do? We're going to throw the ball. And there's going to be a wide open Michael Mayer. And Drew Pine's not going to throw the ball Anywhere near him. What are you doing? Like, then we missed the field goal. Yay! It's it's ridiculous. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Tommy Reese is literally outthinking himself. I think. But I say it so with such conviction. I don't even know. I want to think that because that would at least make sense somewhat. It he He's doing things that are working, calling plays that are working. And then it's like he says, you know what? I think you're going to stop this. But before you even can stop it, I'm going to stop it. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat you to the punch. How about that? Yeah, you think you're going to stop the run game? <laughs> I'm going to stop it for you. I'm going to throw when I don't need to. I'm going to run it up your ass. This whole drive. Gotcha. Then we missed the field goal. Tremendous. Woohoo! <coughs> and to compound it, we come back the very next drive and start running the ball again effectively. Not sure there's anything more annoying. I I really don't think there's anything more annoying than not running on third and three when you should have. To come back the next drive. And run, 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 run. But then, it doesn't matter because we have to throw and Pine short arms it to uh, Jaden Thomas, which apparently was incomplete, but somebody, I dare you to find me a clear replay of that ball hitting the ground. You can't because it was all blurry and it looked like his hands might have been under it, but maybe they weren't. I don't know, but they felt, hey, 
That's indisputable. All that blurriness that you can't really see anything, indisputable, incomplete. Whatever. We punt. It's like, again, I just, because I'm looking through my notes, the announcers were killing me. There was a pass to Syracuse, caught out of bounds. And if you've watched football ever in your life, or even if you didn't, I'm pretty sure you could find someone that's never watched football in their entire life. And there's a big green area, and there's a big white area, and you throw a ball, and the receiver catches it in the white area. They would say, well, that doesn't count. I don't know what the terminology is, but that shouldn't count because, like, isn't that, this is like the, the space you're supposed to play, and, like, that's out of bounds. Correct. That is not a catch. That's incomplete. Even though the fact that he caught it, it's incomplete. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, the announcers seem to think that the out-of-bounds catch that Syracuse made, which he, the guy twisted and turned, was one of the greatest catches in the history of college football. Excellent. It's incomplete. It doesn't matter how great. He, he could have caught it with his feet. I don't care. He was out-of-bounds. It's an incomplete pass. Shut the fuck up. Nobody cares. Except Joe Testor and Greg McElroy, apparently. This is so amazing. Did you see that catch? He the way he, the way he contorted his body and oh my god, it was amazing. And he caught it out of bounds. It's incomplete pass. It shows up in the stat book as nothing. It shows in the stat book as in a pass attempt for Garrett Schrader. That's what it shows up as. It doesn't show up as anything for the receiver. Cause he didn't catch it in bounds. Assholes. But Syracuse was one of the best plays I have ever seen a team run. It's second and one. You're thinking. If it's Notre Dame, we'll probably run the tight end sneak with Mitchell Evans, which would be a tremendous call at that spot. In fact, actually, if we do get a second one, I would love to see Mitchell Evans. Again, I'll keep saying it to him. Maybe I can say it enough and will it into existence. Where Evans comes over, does a little motion thing, and then jumps over and... They snap him back to Pine. I want to see it. Anyway, we do the, the, they got second and one, and you're thinking, oh, they're going to try to run up the middle. They got Sean Tucker. They got Schrader's mobile, which apparently he's not against us. I don't know. Uh, watch for the change and try to keep up. Apparently, Schrader had a little bit of an ailment coming into the game. Never heard a word about it. Whatever. You got Sarah. Well, if, if our quarterback played the whole game, that would have been a different game if you didn't knock him out. I'm like, really? It was 21 to 7 at the half, and your quarterback threw for 35 yards. Actually, I wish he would have stayed in the game. That would have been better. But supposedly he was already injured coming in. That's why he wasn't running as much. Whatever. I don't care. Syracuse has second and one. You got Schrader. You got Tucker. What are they going to do? They're going to run a reverse for minus 10. Yeah, I mean, you don't see that every day. You don't see where we only have to go this one yard, but we're going to run a reverse and pitch it backwards, and uh, he's going to lose 10 yards instead. That seems that seems like a good call. I, I don't know if Notre Dame and Syracuse coaches meet beforehand in like a, hey, you know, good luck tomorrow. I, I don't know, but I don't know how close... 
the booths are in the not carrier dome in the JMA or wireless dome, but there's Tommy Reese had to rub off on Syracuse somehow, right? Like did they shake hands and he's like, Whoa, I have this weird inspiration to, to do things that don't make sense. I I can't wait. Or he's watching Notre Dame. He, he, he was inspired just watching us run, 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 run. And we should run, but we pass. He's like, huh. So let me, let me understand. You can just stop doing what works to do things that don't work at all? Huh. I, I'm going to try that. What? Tommy Reese, I got you. I, hold my beer. Watch this. That's the only thing that makes sense for a second and one reverse for a negative 10 yards. I appreciated it, not going to lie. And again, here we go. Another play. Diggs running for a first down. He's just short of the first down marker. Here comes the O-line pushing Diggs for another like four yards. The entire time Diggs and the O-line are getting this big push for a first down. Joe Testor is talking about the Syracuse defender that's the heart and soul of the defense. Hey, Joe, I I can't see, but I think he's under the pile getting trampled. Actually, I don't know if he's three yards back from where you started commenting on where how great he is. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. But he's definitely not making the play. I can assure you of that. Because when you started talking, it's been four yards. And Notre Dame now is a first down. And your heart and soul of the defense, I, I you may want to check on him. Just saying, Joe, go fuck yourself, Tessator. Like, I, I tweeted out. I've never yelled, fuck you, at announcers so frequently. It was it was something else. Um, but we find, we're back on the, we're running the ball, we're running the ball, we're running the ball. It looks great, great, wonderful. And hold on, hold on. Syracuse has to do some substituting. Freeze. Everybody, everybody chill. Hey, Notre Dame, I know you're trying to do this hurry-up thing, but we as officials want to give the boys in orange a chance to get ready for this. And then SMA still runs it up your ass. Fuck you. I don't know what happened there, nor do I... No explanation will suffice. I promise you that. Notre Dame put nobody new into the game, and the referees decided now is a good time to halt everything. Halt. Who goes there? Syracuse defenders, that's who go there. And they can rotate and switch and substitute. Get all the proper personnel out there. All for Audric Estime to still run it up your ass. In the face! With Estime. That was the best part of the whole sequence. I was pissed about the substitutions, and then Estime still gets it. Ha <laughs> ha! Joke's on you. Of course, we scored on that drive too. Go Irish. So what do we do on the next time we get the football after successfully running it and running it and running it some more? We go two passes, one rush, punt. And one of the passes was to Matt Salerno. Why are we throwing deep balls to Matt Salerno? Tommy? Oh, Tommy boy? What what are we doing? I, Dude, you don't have to do things just to, to mix it up. Just because. It's unnecessary. You need to stop doing that. 
you had for the game. I, I'm pretty sure all of you know this already, but for the game, Notre Dame ran for 246 yards, averaged four and a half yards a carry. Yeah, we ran the ball 56 times, but we could we could run the ball 56 times effectively. The only one hurting the average, which I I'll talk about it now, Chris Tyree. Average less than three yards a carry. Because, again, what Tommy Reese did was took things that worked and then put personnel in there to run the thing that doesn't work for him. Like, Tyree's not in between the tackles. And then you try to bounce it wide, and that actually played to Syracuse's strength. That I will give credit for the announcers for pointing out. I mean, I noticed that it was obvious, but they were quick to say, you know, one of Syracuse's strengths is their outside uh, run defense. Up the middle, they're very susceptible. They're not as strong, despite having the 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 best D tackle, short the shortest best D tackle in the history of college football. They talked about his ass. He's like five foot nine, two hundred. Look at his size compared to Georgia and Alabama and da da da. Yeah, and that's why we ran over his ass all fucking game. Duh. Did you not see that, Joe? But I will give him credit for pointing out that their strength in terms of the run defense was on the outside. So what do we do? We try to run Tyree on the outside. And Tyree up the middle just doesn't work. He just just doesn't work. So we got to give him eight carries for whatever reason, five of which were in a row. And that was a waste of a drive. I I don't get it. It's It doesn't make sense why Tommy Reese continues to purposely stop your own momentum, purposely stop doing what works just to do this. It's it's the bingo crap. And sometimes it's not even the play calling, it's the personnel usage. It's just Oh, I hey did you guys notice we didn't we Tyree hasn't gotten five carries in a row. We we'll go ahead and do that right now. Even though Diggs and Estime have been running over Syracuse defense nonstop. We need to get less than three yards of carry for five five times. Cool? Like, what are you doing, dude? So between Tyree getting unnecessary carries, Salerno running deep, like, I I don't understand. You know, and uh, then you're, you're putting Pine in positions to not be successful. We already know he's limited. And I, I, I'm, I'll get there with Pine. But just as I'm watching this game, just little things. They, they muff a punt. How we didn't recover that ball, I will never know. I will never understand. Uh, I don't know how the referees determined it was Syracuse's ball when it looked like we recovered it. And when I say we, I don't mean myself, obviously. But there was a we. There were like three Notre Dame helmets and hands for to one Syracuse player. Somehow they got the ball. Whatever. Good for them. Refs are bad. Announcers are bad. Whatever. It's, but again, Syracuse did nothing with that. You know, they, they weren't doing great things until their backup came in. But before that could happen, we got Pine... 
But I, there were consecutive drives where you saw two different versions of Drew Pine. The Drew Pine that absolutely loves Michael Mayer. Like, lo- loves him, loves him, loves him. Like, just absolutely loves the guy. So much so that he's like, Mayer, Mike, Mikey, <laughs> love you, buddy. You know, I've been trying to throw you in triple coverage. I've been trying, I'm trying to get it to you in triple coverage. I know it's probably not going to get complete, but like, you're my, you're my guy. It's like, so triple coverage, I won't do that to you anymore. I'm going quadruple coverage. Good luck. Hello. Uh, that was an interception. And you know, it's like, it's like he didn't see the defenders. True Pine, that is. I don't, I don't know how we didn't see the three defenders in front of Mike Mayer and, and the one behind Mike Mayer who ultimately made the interception. You know, and it's frustrating because, you know, I mean, I, I get it. It's not like Syracuse wears uh, a bright color in their uniform. It's not like their entire uniform is this bright orange that stands out that you can see right in front of your fucking face. Uh, if only, if only their uniform was brighter. Uh, I don't know. Maybe if it was on fire, he would see it. That's what. That's what it needs to be. Hey, defense, can you light your uniforms on fire? Because Drew Pine doesn't seem to understand that there are three, three of you in orange, like a goddamn traffic cone, and he wants to throw it to the guy behind those traffic cones. What are you doing? But then while I'm yelling about that. We have to run the hurry-up offense, and Pine goes right down the field, touchdown. To which I say, we need to do more of that. Like, that works, right? That's what I don't understand. We just saw that that worked. The scan offense, the slow it down, the get them collected, all that nonsense doesn't seem to be working from a passing game perspective. And what do I mean by that's not working from a passing game perspective? Again, I know you saw it, and if you didn't, here you go. Pine's last three games combined. 36 for 74, I believe it was. I didn't put the attempts, but I believe it was 36 for 74. Because, yes, 36 for 74, which is, if you're doing math, I know you were told math would not be part of this. Well, here you go. 36-74, that is a 48.6% completion percentage. Also known as dog shit. So, 36 completions and 74 attempts over three games for only 472 yards, which is like 150 yards a game. A little over 50, 150 yards a game. Four touchdowns, two picks. Not great, Bob. Not great. 36 completions, 470 yards, four touchdowns, two picks. For perspective, this is what Caleb Williams did just on Saturday in one singular game. 31 completions, 411 yards, 5 touchdowns. Drake May, North Carolina. This is what he did on Saturday in just one game. 34 completions, 388 yards, 5 touchdowns. And neither of them had any picks. What Drew Pine is barely doing through three games, they're doing in one. But, he the, so the, the doing the scan crap obviously isn't working. And I don't want to hear that it's, 
oh, that's Caleb Williams. He's going to be a future NFL draft pick. That's Drake May. He's going to be a future NFL draft pick. Well, for one, Drake May's a freshman, so what's your excuse, Mr. Drew Pine? Um, and I know he's limited physically. I get all that. But, like, does Tommy Reese not know that either? That we can't find a way to be effective? And that's fine if he's going to... I'll tell you what, honestly. If he was 36, 472, four touchdowns, two picks over three games, but only attempted, like, 50 passes? Okay, now we're talking. Now we're talking because that's like a 70, just over 70% completion percentage. We can live with That's different. That looks different, feels different. We're on board with that. But you're throwing 70-something times? You're not even completing 50% of your passes? That That's unacceptable. Man, but you're going to uh, Clay Williams, first-round draft pick. Drake May, first-round draft pick. What the hell? Like, you're right. So why is Notre Dame's quarterback that putrid? You know, I, I, I just... The people crapping on... I literally... I was... It was a combination. Yes, it was an indictment on Drew Pine, but I understand his limitations. It was more of an indictment on what Tommy Reese is trying to do. Because you got... Dudes doing this all over the country. We don't have that. And so I'm going to take this opportunity to answer a question that was asked of me after the fact when I did my little Q&A. And we're going to bring that back when I do the uh, Clemson preview, probably Thursday. Um, I'm hoping Thursday. But I was asked by Clutch Sports ND. That's the, the handle. Clutch Sports ND. Is Tommy actually a good recruiter? Slash developer of talent. Clutch? No. He can't be. You can't say yes based on what is happening at the quarterback position and the people he's brought in, his recruits, his targets, and everything else. Drew Pine was his guy. And through three games, he's doing what other guys are doing in one game on top of completing less than 50% of his passes. It just, and I apologize for my nose. It started raining. It got cool here. My allergies and sinuses are not agreeing with that. Um, but, dude, Tommy Reese, no. It's not good. It can't be good. Not to mention his uh, uh, play calling and decision making. It just, uh, it's so bad. You know, there, there, and there are plays I give him credit for, you know. But I, I just don't know how you can get through to, to Pine with certain things. Like Tobias Merriweather, that ball that almost kind of got caught, but ultimately it was forced because you had checkdowns open. I can shit on the announcing all I want, but there were some things Greg McElroy pointing out twice that the quadruple coverage pick that forced to Tobias. Dude, look around. Like you're, you're playing like a, a seven-year-old on Madden. I'm throwing it to circle. He's not open. I'm throwing it to circle. He's double covered. I'm still throwing it to circle. That's my favorite circle. I love that shape. I just don't get it. Like, you're just so set on throwing it to a specific receiver. You got to go through reads and progressions. You just you have to. The only thing that was working was running and Evans tight end sneaks. 
you know, and, and the other thing is just basic stuff. Pine is screwing up. How do you skip a ball to Lorenzo Styles ten yards away from you? Not even ten yards. I don't know how far he was. It was a screen pass that probably would have worked, but too bad. Skipping rocks by the railroad tracks. Drew Pine. Here we go. You know. Uh, and SMA, we need we needed that dude. We needed that dude to come back. And credit to the offense for giving him the rock as much as they did. What twenty three times? Sorry, twenty times for one hundred twenty three yards. 6.2 yards of carry, two touchdowns. He needed to have the confidence because we need his ass against Clemson. There's no two ways about it. If you're just running with Diggs and Tyree because you're worried about giving Estimate the football, that that's not a formula for success. While you got Drew Pine going 9 of 19 for 116 yards. That's not going to cut it. In fact, I'd argue, I said in my preview that I think Notre Dame needs to run the ball about 50 times between uh, 50 and 60 times and only throw the ball like 12 to 15. So I feel like and that it showed up. There were times where you just, why are we passing the ball right now? You know, Estime is looking great. Then we come up with a third down, third, bleh, third down play, and it, it was doable on the ground. But not for Notre Dame. No siree, Bob. What was it? Uh... Third and six. That seems like long distance, but we're into the third quarter. Like, there's no reason for Drew Pine to be trying to... You already know he can't throw the ball. So why are we trying to throw the ball? Third and six. You can get a first down on the ground with third and six. More importantly, the way we're going, get it to fourth and one. Go for it. But no, we settle for the field goal because that's whatever. And then here's where we find out what a backup QB could look like. Are you fucking kidding me? Del Rio, Jack Del Rio something. What's his name? <laughs> no, it's, I, Del Rio Wilson. Uh, freshman quarterback, Carlos Del Rio Wilson. Freshman quarterback. Fresh man quarterback looks a million years better than our junior court well I guess technically sophomore because eligibility and whatever but Dupont's a junior and in fact I think Del Rio might be a uh, academic sophomore but this is his first year at Syracuse freshman is a, the proper tag he transferred and he comes out and he looks sharp. You know, and he wasn't perfect. We kind of got him in check, but he definitely had moments of success and impressiveness that you're just sitting there as an Notre Dame fan going, why the hell can't our backup quarterback do that? What is going on? You know, and that's, it's bad. Like, if, if Drew Pine is legitimate competition for Tyler Buckner, we have problems. And, you know, maybe I, I talk about this on another episode. I know I'm, I'm already going long. It's, I guess get used to it. I try to stand there an hour. I don't know how that's going to happen. I just talk too much. 
we need a transfer quarterback. There's no two ways about it. And not because I don't think Buckner's any good. I think he could be good. In fact, I think he'd be good with this current offensive line because how much time do you want, Drew Pine? You got the pine time. You got so much time. You could you can get out the pine saw and clean up your quarterback pocket and not be bothered. You got so much time. Get out a rag. Get the pine saw. Get a good clean up a little spot back there, and then you do nothing with it except get blasted and sacked. The whole left side of the field was open. How do you not see that? How do you not take off running? What are you doing? Buckner would have taken off and made something out of that. I just think if Buckner had the time Pine's been given by this offensive line, we it'd be a very different quarterback. Like I, there's no two ways about it, you know. So you got Syracuse doing their shit with their backup. We got our backup. Ooh, that's the best we got. And if and Jelly can't see the field, he he's obviously not ready as a freshman. We gotta we gotta target somebody in the transfer portal. You just have to. I don't. I know it's gonna be. Easier said than done because Notre Dame's academic requirements and everything else to transfer in. There's got to be somebody that can can make some waves, make some noise. I don't know who it is, but there's got to be. And you could throw out names, but again, uh, I I don't know enough about their academic standing to to say yay or nay. Graduates are different, but. You still have a few years of eligibility left, like Hudson Card at UT. Obviously, Quinn Ewers is the guy now. Is Hudson Card uh, eligible to transfer to Notre Dame? I don't know, but I'll tell you this much. If you're a quarterback, think about the transfer portal. You look at what Notre Dame's got around him. Because here's the thing. You want to rag on the receivers. Styles has more than shown what he's capable of. He needs to limit the drops just, just a little bit. Um, obviously, you won't have Mayer, so that sucks. But I don't think our tight ends coming behind Mayer are bad. So, you know, Evans and uh, Stays and Raritan when he gets healthy again. But Styles has proven he's valuable. Tobias Merriweather's absolutely shown, like, this dude needs to be on the field. Jaden Thomas has been showing up with some pretty impressive catches. Deion Colsey showed up. Hello, Deion Colsey. I was going to get to you, buddy. Don't worry. I was going to get to you. He showed up this past game. He's capable of doing something. What's the problem? The quarterback. So if you're a transfer, how do you not look at Notre Dame and be like, I think I could make a difference there. I can be the guy. you got Estimate. you got Diggs. you got Tyree. The tight end, it's tight end you. Come on, guys. We're tight end you. We know this. You got tight ends. The receivers have shown their ability to to get open. Defense has more than done their part, despite the red zone woes, which is an amazing statistic. And let's talk about the defense real quick. Yeah, we capitalized on an interception. Uh, we finally got some turnovers. We were plus one on the turnovers. <laughs> finally, finally, much to the dismay of Joe Tessitore, he was sad. Oh, he was so sad, so sad. He, could, he couldn't believe that the pick happened. Good job, Maris Leofal. Then we get another pick overturned by offsides, which that got completely glossed over. No one cared about that. They literally said it in passing. Uh, I don't know what they were talking about, but 
Testor and McElroy are going back and forth. Oh, and the interception is turned over by, uh, overturned by a flag. And so anyway, with uh, Syracuse's heart and soul of their defense getting trampled, and uh, Garrett Schrader and Sean Tucker doing absolutely nothing, blah, 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 blah. all of a sudden Syracuse is running play, and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. what happened? So I had to go back, and if you caught it, they did eventually say it was offside. So I went back and looked, and sure enough, I think it was Osafa Mensa. I'm pretty sure it was. I just looked at it real quick. He was absolutely lined up offsides. Fine. But how do you, like, he didn't even mention it. But defensively, we we look good. Uh, so if you're a transfer quarterback, you're like, hey, they got a defense. Receivers shown something. They're just missing a quarterback. Let's do it. But defensively, the red zone, man. Here's the thing. Our red zone inefficiency ranks, and it has to. It has to rank this. There's no other way it doesn't. We're ranked 130th in the country. Why? Because teams are 100% in conversion rates in terms of opportunities and points. Now, I know what you're thinking. Wow, it's a lot of field goals, right? I wish. I wish it was a lot of field goals. Teams have had 20 opportunities in Notre Dame's red zone. They have scored 17 touchdowns and three field goals. For a 20-for-20 conversion rate. There's only one other team that has 100% conversion rate for their opponents in the red zone. And that team is the pride of New Jersey. The Rutgers Scarlet Knights. And here's the thing. Oh, there's two things. I was telling my dad about this, and I I posed the question to him. I said, Dad, Notre Dame ranks 130th out of 131, and the reason we're not 131 is we're tied with another team giving up 100% conversion percentage. I said, I'll give you three guesses who that other team is. And he said, I don't know. It's got to be somebody like Rutgers, right? And I said, I just started laughing hysterically. He's like, you're kidding me. It's Rutgers? And that's the thing. If you can say anything, if if you can say this sentence or start this sentence, Notre Dame is tied with Rutgers in. It does not matter what the rest of that sentence is. It is never going to be anything good. Notre Dame is tied with Rutgers in. Shut up now. I don't want to hear the rest of it. It's not good. I don't know it's not good. I don't care what it is. It's not good. It can't be good. It cannot be good if it's Rutgers. So, yeah, 20 for 20. woo Now, I will say that's not a lot of opportunities in totality. But, man, the conversion rate's got to get better. Tackling's got to get better. Uh, we're finally making plays on the ball. That's great. Uh, there's just... That's what I'm saying. Statistically, you look at Notre Dame's defense, you're like, what's wrong? You know, in this game, uh, 21 points, or 24 points. That's good, right? Absolutely, it's good. You know, and uh, that's the most points we've given up defensively all season. Before that, it was 21. And no, it wasn't... the uh, Marshall, I don't count Marshall because there was a pick six in there. Defense gave up less than 20 points. But the, within the game, there's just like weird things that just, I don't know, untimely blitzes and things that could be better. And they, they got to be better when we're coming up with Clemson. It, it has to be better if we want to win that game. Because despite Clemson look like looking like they're struggling on offense and and things and there's that's not untrue. Um, there's some things that they don't do uh, 
excellently compared to other, say, top five teams. But at the end of the day, they are a better team than Notre Dame is right now. So you're going to have to play clean football. You're not, you can't have poor tackling. You can't have, you know, missed defensive assignments. Um, and I'm going to focus on the defense a lot when I do the preview because we're, we're down to where that's the only way we're going to stay in games. You know, obviously we need the offense to do something, but if the defense uh, breaks and, you know, gives up 30-something points, just call it a day because our offense just isn't built to do that. And, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, but that's that's coming up. You know, we got Clemson next. Uh, and coming out of this game against Syracuse, we needed this, okay? Syracuse is a pretty good team. I don't know how good. Pretty good. Because, you know, they played Sir, or Syracuse played Clemson really close. Again, I went over this. It, eh, not really. It was misleading. The The score looked close. And, yeah, Clemson could have lost. But it wasn't going to be because Syracuse did something so great, grand, and wonderful that uh, put Clemson against the ropes. Clemson put themselves against the ropes with un- untimely turnovers all inside the red zone. Again, all four of their turnovers against Syracuse came inside the Syracuse 20. So they were likely going to be minimum field goals. So the six-point win isn't really indicative of how the game went. Much like when you look at Notre Dame-BYU, eight-point game. Notre Dame dominated that game by more than eight points. Notre Dame, uh, North Carolina, I think, was uh, was it 12, 13? Whatever the, the difference was, the score is closer than how the game really went. Same thing with Syracuse-Clemson. Clemson's going to be a real opponent with a real defensive line, and the formula we use to beat Syracuse, I don't, I just don't see how that's going to work against Clemson. And, and I'll talk more about that later this week, and I'm hoping to get one of my buddies, mainly Casey the Beef Cregan, who is a Clemson graduate and uh, has a podcast, Sluggo podcast, with him and another Clemson guy, Marty. Um, check them out. You know, give them a shout out. They're great guys. But uh, the Chop and Beef show that I know I've referenced more than once that I love to be on when they invite me on, those are Clemson dudes. So anyway, I'm hoping to get one of them on just to have some fun. But schedules are tight, to say the least. This is just a a bad week for me to try to get a, a guest and coordinate Something I have a hard enough time making time for my own self to do this, let alone get on someone else's schedule. So we'll see. I gotta work the next three nights, which brings me to Friday. So maybe during a lunch I can figure out something with these guys. I don't know, but my goal is to put out a preview Thursday. Worst case, like first thing Friday morning. Um, I know it's not a lot of time to really listen to it before the game, which I will probably not even be able to watch the game. Uh, well, the plan is I'm not going to watch the game. I will be at a concert. But some things are happening there that I might have to end up being home and not at the concert. We'll see. Anyway. Thank you all for tuning in. Again, hope you all had a great Halloween. You got to do some trick-or-treating. If you've got kids, you've went out, 
you had fun. Just you get to you get to be a little bit of a kid yourself. Um, if you're like me, you brought your Yeti cup filled with Jameson and Sprite, and you know walked around the neighborhood, and uh, with a cup, of course, that had a Notre Dame blazing sticker on it. Of course, I did. But I hope you had a good Halloween. Uh, man, we got the win that we needed. We did it the way we needed to do it. It's just I don't see that being the formula for Clemson. We could try to run the ball 56 times. I just don't know if there's going to be enough time in the game to do that because I don't see a five-yard per carry average against Clemson being in the cards. I just You're going to have to do something. So Tommy Reese, your creativity is going to be put to the test. Stop, stop bingo. Because here's the thing about Clemson, and I'm doing too much Clemson talk, but it's 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 happening. It's we're here. If something's working, keep fucking doing it. It's Clemson. This is this is the put all your cards on the table game. No, like what you are only playing to ruin their season. What are we playing for ultimately? Maybe a New Year's Six if we run the table, but that's not what Notre Dame started the season wanting to play for. So let's you got to pull out all the stops, everything. And if it's working, keep doing it. Make them stop it. Don't decide for yourself, oh, well, they're going to figure it out. I'm going to stop it before you can stop it. Ha ha, gotcha. No. None of that. None of that. But we'll see. I'll come back in a few days. Um, that's all I got. Again, started it, end with it. Saturdayscount.com, guys. Go there. Check it out. Like, send the, tell your friends. I know they may not like Notre Dame and they have to put in ND5 as the promo code, but you're getting 40% off. It's worth it. I, I, I know you have friends. I have friends I've already sent the link to. They're A&M fans. Go get your A&M colors. You know, I, I, I'm okay with A&M people. Uh, as the football team itself, Jimbo Fisher and their buying recruits, they don't really care for that. But the people, but UT people tend to suck. I'm not going to lie. If you're listening and you're a University of Texas alum or fan or otherwise, I do apologize. But a lot of you that I've run into have not been awesome. You've been pretty cocky about your business. Whatever. But send it to your friends, family, whoever, whatever their team is. <clears throat> if you're up in New Jersey, Rutgers. If you're out in South Carolina, Locks, if you're listening, I know you got some Gamecock fans in your little circle. Send the link to them, saturdayscount.com, promo code ND5, 40% off. Only so many Saturdays, make them count. Thank you all for listening. I greatly appreciate it. And until next time, five for nothing, hundred nothing, out.